0: Hello? 1? 2? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm PowerFuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. Huh. You've got what you need here. All those
1: marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo-jumbo, subscribe to the channel. Huh, I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real. Sup, mates. I'm Pine Shot, one of the lucky guys with beta access, and I listen to the Arclight Excise podcast
2: hello hello welcome back to our third episode i'll be your host today we have a lot of interesting topics to cover this week first of all we'll speculate about the first raid we know there will be one what we don't know is which raid it will be so uh, interesting speculation here also um, the announcement for the first community pvp tournament in the end we will reveal the winner for the best unit creation. We had a contest going on in the guild and we'll finish it up with the tricky question of the week. With me are Spanner, Goragreth, and Trixie. How y'all doing? Very well, thank you. Sadly, we don't get to have Tapsnap here today
3: as he wasn't available, but he will be here in spirit and we also collected some of his views in advance related with some of the topics. Sounds Um, like
2: he died. (laughs) (laughs)
3: it's not that bad fortunately (laughs) now real life comes first and that's understandable so it wasn't a great week for me i've been ill but uh, i feel much better now yeah just keep keep uh, lurking around and trying to find information about the game so this is always a great moment when we get together here on on saturdays to get my knowledge up again what about you Gora? how was your week
1: um, yeah, it was been okay. The wife has been sick, so I've been looking, staying at home and looking after her. But I did get some jobs done around the house, and I've got the fence in to keep the new puppy in the backyard, which is really nice. Been progressing through war a bit more. Got a bit more. A few more skulls, I'm at 58 skulls now. Account level 37. And you'll see some of the gameplay that we captured today for the guide part 2. And you'll see me failing pretty spectacularly in the dungeon run this week. And uh, Trixie, how's your week been? Hope it's been better than mine. It hasn't been too bad. Very busy. I am have
0: a, a cruise in a, in a couple of weeks, so trying to fit several weeks of work into only a few weeks. So it's a, been a bit of a magic trick. But other than that, very good. Lots of rain, which is always very fun to drive in.
2: So, mediocre week overall. What doesn't make it any better is that we still have no updates, but... More on that later on. First of all, the patch notes. So I believe there were no patch notes this week. Is that right, Gora?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's right. There's been no updates to the beta this week. And that's not unexpected, really. Hopefully, that just shows that they're working hard in the background and we'll get a large patch at some time soon in the future.
2: I appreciate you staying positive. However that's easier with the beta access. Uh, Now, we not only have not gotten any new patch notes, but we also haven't gotten any news about when the closed beta may may, uh, may be expanding or if there will be an open beta, or let alone a release date. So, what's your opinion on that? So, as someone that is not in the beta,
3: for me, there is almost a constant lack of updates. I need to be, uh, be scavenging information from wherever i can find it uh, my usual suspects are Agora and genocel and people like that <laughs> that uh, have access and they are kind enough to provide information
2: that um, is how you, how you pronounce his name genocel i
3: i believe that's what he said the other day and if i'm I... wrong if I'm wrong
2: I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I always read it as Jenoxel. G- something that, that's what something I thought like all. that. Yeah. yeah. I could be okay. I could
3: be wrong though. I'm sure you will correct me if I'm wrong. Um,
0: you can always just call him Gino. Gino.
2: Gino? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's that's okay. Keep it simple, S- yeah, Gino. S- Sorry for S- butchering
3: your name though. <laughs> that's okay. I I, f- I don't think he's the kind of guy that would mind too much. So obviously he's I'm not gonna lie. We all try to stay positive, but sometimes you get a little bit frustrated when you don't have bad access and uh, and also because probably because they are extremely busy, uh, the devs also don't come come out with a lot of information. Not really sure if it's even constructive for them to be providing at this stage a lot of inf- information. But you know we are human and uh, we want to be updated and we want access. it's just a natural instinct it feels bad sometimes but we have to trust them and we have to think that there is a reason behind everything they do and what they don't do and uh, but as someone that doesn't have as much access as others i don't think probably my opinion will be as valuable as someone like Gora Gora what's your view on the received lack of beta and updates in the game currently
1: so my view on this is the lack of news is fine, it hasn't been overly long since the announcement, relatively speaking, it's only been what, a month or two, and then since then they've probably gone from internal testing to a closed beta, so they've probably gone from maybe, a, you know, from a family and friends as well within Blizzard, so that's maybe 50 or 100 people, maybe a few more, and then to a closed beta they've probably got like a thousand or two thousand people playing or maybe more we don't know and so the amount of feedback they'll be getting and potential bugs that they find especially when you start opening it up with all the different phones that you can run the game on there might be a lot there'll be a lot of information and testing that they'll need to do and then bug fixes that they'll need to implement and this will take probably a lot of time so i'm guessing that they'll be hard at work taking all the feedback in and working on getting some patches ready. And then those patches though, they'll want to internally test them before they release them out anyway, so that will take more time.
2: So do you believe when they will get less feedback or let's say less bug reports because they fixed everything, do you believe that is when they will expand their closed beta?
1: Yeah, hopefully. and that's sort of the thing that spanner brought up is you know if they released it like too soon you know you could have bad press around the game so having a smaller closed beta fleshing out the game a bit more finding most of the bugs and then increasing the public visibility on the game when it's in a better state will be better overall for their pr and then if you released a the open beta or a larger closed beta the potential for information overload is also there where you have bugs that might get drowned out by you know people suggesting talent ideas or saying you know it just becomes like an information overload so i think what they're aiming for is to limit how much information they have so they can focus on the important things and get it right first time Um, so that's the positive for the currently small beta closed beta the weakness is the height for the game obviously has been reduced You know there is a lot of people that want to play obviously and it's also only, as far as i know basically released in australia as well so that is like pretty bad for anyone else that doesn't live in australia it feels pretty bad for them Um, my view or overall view on the game is it's a great it's a good mobile game currently it's not pay to win which is really nice to see if you do want to pay money there is limited spending per week and what you can see to buy it tells you what you're going to get you can choose to buy it or not there's no real randomness involved in that i'm planning on playing the game when it comes out in full release just to fill in time when i'm away from my computer you know like at work on my lunch break traveling something like that or even when you can't be bothered getting off the couch and you just want to relax a bit more And yeah, hopefully they keep the ethical business model going forwards, and players will see that and they'll support the game just for being a good game and being fun and competitive.
2: Thanks for that, Trixie. Do you agree with with Gora's sentiment that it's it's a good thing to have to have such a such a small beta?
0: To an extent, I feel like after it'll go so long, and then people either start to you know. Lose hype or just get angry from just very bad lack of communication. At the start, though, it could be good, especially slower, consistent releases would have been nice. But I have to imagine behind the scenes, they're working deeply on maybe either, you know, a big patch update, maybe, you know, really reaching for it here. But, oh, let's say the next update comes with a new hero and a big wave. But I really there's nothing really else to add that really hasn't been said by everyone a hundred times, but I'm still trying to at least remain optimistic. And then, you know, as stated earlier, Tap is not here today, but we have his views. I'm just going to read those real quick. He finds it weird that they're not giving us some info based on the beta. They hyped everyone up, got us excited, then nothing but silence. You you would think they would want to keep the player base excited, but maybe we were only seeing just the surface of the game and there's a lot more they're working on. Still sad to see no info at all after all uh, over a month of beta. From what he has seen from people streaming on YouTube, Reddit, and of course over on the Discord, the game looks great so far. He sees a lot of potential and room to grow and really hopes they stay away from the Diablo Immortal style and keep it fun and competitive. The, The fans will buy stuff to support the game, and as long as it's not overdone, forced or pay to win.
3: We also have here uh, some views that Gino kindly sent us, since he, he was happy to be involved in this discussion. I will read what he sent us. In terms of lack of news, it doesn't bother him. By giving out a release date, we will then hold the devs accountable to make sure it is in a complete format. And if it's not, they will be publicly executed on social media which will then kill the game. He believes that the devs should not say anything until they have a completed game. If they announce an open beta or release with incomplete functions, it won't give a good impression. He'd rather not have a release date, make sure that the dev goals are met with PvP, raiding, events, tournaments, ladder, and then release the game. He believes that the devs are working hard to make sure the game doesn't suck, and that close betters are like private parties. You like to invite your close and trusted friends, not just random people that can ruin it or their own egos. And then it carries on, but for the sake of time, we will leave it at here uh, as it is. I believe we get a good idea of his views on
2: it. What about you, Toasty? So I will now... So in, in Germany, we have a saying which literally translates into um, adding your mustard which makes no sense but it, it's what what you mean is adding your opinion to something so now i will do that just just found it to be a funny fact so i say i got to agree with tapsnap the most from what i've seen on on the official unofficial discord server and on twitter and and maybe youtube comments what tapsnap said is what most people think the way they announced the game and like the whole the marketing was done in such a way that it hyped everyone up so i mean you could say it's with it's the same with every blizzard game and then you don't hear anything from the devs for like another year or two and it's just what blizzard does i find that to be only partially true and personally i like to have some info, and I've I've said that on the, on the Discord server a lot, of, a lot of times. Even if the info is, that will be no info for at least the next three months, that's totally fine for me. But right now, I find it hard to get invested in any other game. For example, I'm thinking about renewing my World of Warcraft subscription, but since I don't know if it's gonna be worth it, or if I have to quit World of Warcraft again because two days after I renew my subscription I will have Arclight Rumble beta access, I find it really difficult to get invested in really any other game. So just knowing that yeah, for at least one month or two months or three months or whatever, just knowing that we will not get any info in that time span would really be helpful. Of course, I'd obviously like to have... Positive info, but really any info at all would be would be um, sufficient. Yeah, so so uh, that's my point of view. I really see that viewpoints are not similar at all, different, and it always makes for a, for a discussion in the in the Discord channel. But we we'll leave that for now and go on to our next topic, which is the speculation about the first raid. So I'm excited to hear what your opinion is. Um, Spanner,
3: go ahead, please. I would like the first raid to be either Molten Core or Zul Group. I think most people will probably thinking along those lines. I'll probably prefer Molten Core, to be honest, just because I'm more familiar with that raid and it's so iconic. What I think raids will be, as one of the guild leaders of our guilds, I would really hope that it involves a lot of co-op and hopefully involves every single person in the guild, if there is a way for them to make this happen. Something where every bit of damage that you do will matter towards the big picture, if we can bring down bosses or not. I know this is a huge undertaking in terms of coordination, in terms of systems to allow this to happen. But I would be extremely disappointed if the raid was just a two-people thing or even more a solo thing. I want it to be something with a lot of bosses, probably seven, and I wanted something to be extremely hard to complete that only some of the top players in the game can actually do. This is my very basic opinion about raids at the moment. I would love if they gave us some hints about what's going to be, but there you go. We don't even know if they already made a, a final decision on the format of the raids. It could be that they are still even working on a, about about the concept of the raids as we speak. Um, what about you, Gora?
1: Um, so funny enough, we actually were speaking about this the other night, and we we're looking at the in-game map on my beta. And there is a spot next to Stranglethorn Val where it's blacked out. Uh, unlock zones are grey. The black zone, though, is a mystery. And that would fit quite well where Zulgrub is in the game. So, my thoughts is that Zulgrub will be the first raid. And how they will work is like dungeons. So, you'll have a gauntlet run to do. Instead of being three bosses, there'll probably be five or six bosses, maybe, just for a bit more of a longer challenge. And it also might be, hopefully, a solo two- or three-player co-op. So, you know, you need to go in, you need to coordinate with some friends your loadouts together. So one of you might bring a more tanky loadout, someone else might bring a more backline loadout, and someone else brings a more supporting and spell loadout. You know, that could be really fun to see. And you can all sort of cover each other's weaknesses. If they do bring co op in, they will need to flesh out the guild system, friend system, and have a way to invite other players. Um, that would probably take quite a lot of work. Yeah, I think raids could be really fun, especially if they will co op. Um, could lead to a lot of banter and fun times between friends. You know, saying it's always fun by yourself. But it's ten times more fun when you have someone else there with you, to share in the um, fun. Yeah, so we'll have to just wait and see what they bring out. But if it's gonna be anything like the dungeons, it should be really good. It should be fun. And um, Trixie, your thoughts on it?
0: So I'm gonna be a little more out and in, out in left field for my I guess. And I'm maybe I'm trying to hope they're gonna put a few things together with the guild system uh, for. Whoever might have played Classic WoW or the original WoW way back in the day, there was the big encourage effort when that raid was coming out where basically everyone had to work together to get supplies and quests and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that would be a great opportunity for them to essentially give people a reason to be in a guild, work together, and maybe force them. I don't want to say force, but have a time period where you can do Do maybe X quests to unlock this for your guild, or maybe get a small buff when doing it, or something like that. And then the first raid still be the Anchorage, which would be. It's not on the map, I believe, not for sure, because it's on the whole other continent on a side we haven't even been to yet. But it's another. I believe it was the last raid for Classic. But just as a huge, big raid, you know, we could have. 10 plus 15 bosses in there. You give people plenty of time to write into it, make it extremely difficult, and like you said, give us reasons for, you know, PvP or not PvP. Uh co-op. Definitely maybe have several people to help in there. I just think, you know, maybe this could be what they're waiting on. I'm being very optimistic, but this could be the perfect opportunity for guilds, reasons to be in a guild, putting pulling your resources together, and having just a big co-op raid. Actually, side note, Ramus was the last raid, but I think a percent of a percent of a percent actually saw that content back in the day. So even today, most people still forget about it. And then to add on to that, some more of Tap's views on everything going on, including the raid. Uh, he believes that Core will be the first raid. He sees raids as being a guild event where it'll only last an X amount of time. It'll be solo but damage to the boss is calculated based on damage done by the guild during that time.
3: I certainly hope that's the case.
0: Yeah, that would definitely be a very interesting way to have raids done. There's a lot of speculation on a lot of different ways they could do it, so someone, one of us, has to be right.
3: And just a uh, Genus feedback is very much appreciated. He would like that the uh, raid is actually uh, Zul'Gara, because the boss mechanics will be much more fun to construct because of the aspects of the High Priests, it will deliver a nice variety of fights. He believes that Hakkar would be crazy for this type of gameplay, but most likely it should be Molten Core, because it's the first raid. Unless the devs count UBRS as a raid, which it technically it is, but it means that we would have to fight Rand and Drakisaf again because they are already in the campaign mode. He believes that the Raids should have their own 3 to 5 boss region per week, and he wants it to be extremely difficult because if you're going to have two players to co op, then he believes it should be much harder than Onyxia. Or oh, he's, he's already assuming that it's going to be a two player co op. Inter- interesting. And finally, he questions if this will be guild-specific or end-game-specific. Toasty, what
2: about you? Uh, your views on the raids? What I just did is that I went through the missions and tried to get an idea um, at what point Arclight Rumble is in the Warcraft story. I really have no idea because we got, like, we got classic content, then we got the... Iron Riven, their mission, and Tyrion Fordering at the Light's Hope Chapel, which is, I believe, um, Wrath of the Lich King content. And then we have the Blackrock Mountain stuff with Rent Blackhand and General Drakaseth Cataclysm. I could see the first raid being Dragon Soul or Blackwing Descent because it fits Onyxia if you have to battle Nefarian or Deathwing. It feels natural if onyxia is the campaign end boss that another black dragon flight dragon would be the raid end boss but even if it's not even if it's not the first raid in world of warcraft i think um, lore wise it would it would fit yeah i really hope raids are multiplayer content you got a lot of single player content already so we actually we, we don't really we don't really need any more of that we also have the dungeons, which are single-player. If you want to do something challenging single-player in PvE, you have the dungeons. So there's really no point in, in making raids also single-player. Yeah, so multiplayer content, I would be really hyped for that. I remember you, Spanner, saying you would like the raids to be content that only a small percentage of players could be doing. Would you mind having like different difficulty levels as you have it in world of warcraft let's say normal heroic and mythic so which and normal everyone can clear normal because it's simple enough but if you want to do mythic you really have to be one of the top players
3: that sounds interesting i don't know if it will be too confusing and i don't know if this will then carry on some of the mistakes that happen in world of warcraft in terms of Different difficulties, like LFR, it might become a bit confusing. But it could work, if it was designed in the correct way. However, a good way to incorporate difficulties is just really to make the bosses incrementally much more difficult between themselves. So this means that there will be some rewards for people that are not as progressed and as hardcore in the game. For the first couple of bosses but people that actually are able to uh, complete the raid it will be the really top top players that invested a lot of time and research into the game
2: and experimented a lot don't you think that it would be frustrating for casual players to not ever f- finish a raid
3: yeah i believe we probably will but they have the option to invest more in the game and then they will eventually do it and it will stop being frustrating. Because equally it will be frustrating for people that invest a lot of time and effort in the game and have absolutely no reward and recognition from it because 99% of the game population will finish the exact same content. So what makes a game special and some content special is the fact that it's very challenging and you feel special because you are one of the people that fought really hard to actually be able to complete it
2: i understand that's why i suggested the difficulty levels but yeah i i can see your point I can see your point i believe the problem in world of warcraft was your character's power was always dependent on the difficulty of your raid runs or mythic plus runs which rank you had in pvp you wouldn't have this kind of problem in arc rumble i believe because there is no such thing as equipment um, because like everyone can have the top tier decks if they just grind enough, right? Or if they just invest enough time. So I really don't see any problem with having more difficulties.
3: It will probably work, yeah.
2: But uh, I don't mean to sound elitist at all,
3: but honestly, with the effort that all of us are putting in our guilds in order to be a competitive guild and very organized, I'm not going to lie, I would feel a little bit disappointed if in the end of the first week of the game every single guild accomplished exactly the same as us and I'm talking about a guild that literally just started in the day before and has two members that had absolutely no research about the game. I have to confess I would feel really disappointed if they achieved the exact same progress as us after all the work we are putting in to be very competitive in the game. But obviously I want everybody to enjoy content, but there's gotta be some sort of challenge and recognition and some sort of r- ranking of efforts and, and organization by people and by guilds. I don't know what you guys views on it, but this is how I feel about it.
1: Well, maybe it will be the same system as the dungeon levels. So if you fail the raid, the level will go down. Eventually, everyone will be able to complete the raid um, as long as the level goes low enough, but for those who are really good and have progressed through the game a lot, have good coordination strategy and have optimized their units and loadouts, talents and everything you know, they could be pushing levels 5 maybe even 7 levels above their unit levels and if there's a leaderboard to track that, that could be a way of accomplishing both goals where casuals and everyone can get through the raid, see it. But then there's a system, a leader, a ladder to compete. And we usually could have guild ladders or individual ladders. Exactly.
3: With some sort of rewards or even if it's something cosmetic that doesn't affect gameplay, that would be nice. Like at least something just to show appreciation for the efforts and accomplishment.
1: You get a gold dragon reward for around your portrait in the game to look like a epic mob from world of warcraft
2: that would actually be awesome i like that idea i also believe it's gonna depend on what the developers will focus on for the high-end players maybe they just want them to be playing pvp and that is their end game content but everyone should be able to play the pve content maybe it's the other way around I'm I'm not really sure because, yeah, we still have no info. Trixie, what's your opinion on that?
0: I think the best mechanic they can use is the same one they use in the WoW raids. Um, after X amount of time, the raid gets, you know, a percentage easier. But like you said, you can choose to not use that and you can get your rewards from that. And then, like you said, for cosmetic rewards... Some people think those are just as important. So people are going to definitely still go for cosmetic rewards.
2: Thanks, guys, for all your your impressions on the raid. In the end, none of us can be sure about how it's going to turn out, but I'm sure it will be great. Uh, Next week, we will have a uh, little contest between us five. We actually wanted to do it this week, but because TabSnap couldn't be here, we're going to do it next week. So basically, everyone of us got assigned a random faction and we are going to pitch that faction to a community guest judge and then said guest judge will um, evaluate which of the pitches they liked most and that person will win and then we know once and for all which faction is the best in the game. Okay next up we have the PvP tournament announcement I'll hand it over to Spanner. Okay, uh, excited to talk about this one. Our podcast team organized
3: uh, a community PvP tournament because the idea actually came from uh, Pine Shot. He asked us if we could help organize this, so we just took over this um, idea. Uh, since there is very little going on in terms of uh, challenges in the community at the moment, We will now have our uh, first tournament. Currently there are 7 players enrolled. We already created some brackets, which we will put in the video. If you are watching on YouTube, it will be now in your screen. Sadly, we couldn't find the 8th player yet, so we have a buy there with Snakeman. But if there's anyone listening to this podcast, and if you are interested to participate, and if you have better access, we are more than welcome to put you against Snake in the first round. There will be symbolic prize for the winner, and there will be uh, recorded videos of the games, with commentary by either some players or members of our podcast. This is just for fun, it's nothing too serious, but it's still better than nothing. The main reason we are doing this is to keep people entertained, because as we discussed early in the podcast, there's not a lot going on at the moment. And uh, another reason is, so we, hopefully this will be valuable for newcomers to be able to uh, watch these games and gain some insights about the units, strategies, which will be uh, greatly enhanced with the commentary from our podcasters and
2: either also players themselves so yeah we'll see the, about that if we if we enhance it or if we just <laughs> butcher it I, I
3: think at least uh, gore for example i'm quite sure he will enhance the 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 games with his commentary so some of the games will start from this week now upcoming monday in a couple of days so keep an eye we will most likely create a playlist on our Podcast uh, YouTube channel uh, Specifically for the tournament and we can post there some of the games. There will be short videos, but hopefully interesting
2: All right, sounds good Spanner. I got one quick question As most of you know, there is no way to let players play against each other There's no dual function or ability to create custom maps So how are we going to let the players play against each other? Okay,
3: that's a great question. This is something we discussed in our own private tournament uh, chat that we created for us. Uh, I'm not playing, because I don't have bet access, but I'm there as one of the organizers. Since there there aren't that many players doing PvP uh, at the same time currently, it is somewhat easy to get people to play together if they just queue at the same time. So this is the system we will use. We might have a couple of tries before they actually come together in the game, but it will happen. And uh, also we have a set of rules in between us to make the the tournament a bit more fair, since people join better at different stages. One of them is, for example, that players are limited to have only three talents in their supporting units. Also, since the PvP is at level one, between all players it will somewhat equalize as well and then there's other little rules that we have to try to facilitate balance and put people more or less in the same level for a, a more fair competition
2: all right sounds good all right next up we have the unit submission contest i gotta say i I submitted two units by myself, and I really thought I have a, I have a shot at winning because I really liked them. And now that I'm seeing first, second, and third place, I know why I'm not there, <laughs> because they are they are really awesome. And now I'll hand it over to Trixie to announce third to first place.
0: All right, in third place we have Keltusad by Bern Castal. Keltusad looks like it's going to be a hero unit, six gold. Uh, Kel'Thuzad, for those who don't know, was a powerful undead mage who was resurrected and put into service by the Lich King, which I hope another unit will see eventually one day. Second place is Jikun by Sir Thin, which was a raid boss back in Mists of Pandaria, when the boss is in Throne of Thunder. It is a seven gold unit as part of the Beast faction. And in first place, we have a manted spawn by once again Bern Castal. Manted spawns is a into the beast faction for a two gold unit, which is essentially a insect toy native to Pandaria. They essentially go with the zerg swarm tactic and absolutely just overwhelm people.
2: I wanted to add; it's actually surprising that we have like two Pandaria units in first and second place, since. I remember it not being the most popular expansion, right? I I mean, I haven't played it myself, but that's what I heard. Uh,
0: Looking back on it, Pandaria was actually pretty popular. I mean, I'm also pretty biased because I had literally race changed everything I played to Pandarian.
2: Oh, Oh, you poor
1: fool. Can, can, can we vote to remove him from the podcast now yeah i i, I don't really
0: it's i do really my, my the server is literally like nine pandas and then a blood elf
2: have you suffered any any brain damage before doing that
0: i do live in florida
2: oh okay so th- this is this is the typical florida man doing stupid stuff headline that we always see
0: on in the internet florida man he rolls pandaren <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was actually thinking, for the first place winner, because there's only five factions at the moment. They could add a sixth faction for the insectoid race, whatever they called
0: the mantid. The
1: mantid, yeah. So because there's like there's so many variations spread across the entire Warcraft universe, it's could make for another good faction.
2: But don't you think it overlaps with the beast faction? Because I mean, in the end, that's what they are.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit, but they are. I mean, I, you know, undead are part changed, of horde,
0: Yeah,
1: so but they do have like making... their own full culture and race and everything, so it would work.
0: and how vary they wanted to make later.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, they they did Murlocs as part of the beast tribe as well, so
0: I, I yeah. don't see them two years doing... later have rebalances. You never know.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe in the future. I think there are more obvious choices for for a sixth faction.
1: Maybe this but can maybe be the hot take for next week. It's yeah. what new faction they will introduce. That's yeah, a good idea. I, I, not I didn't only anticipate we...
2: Blackrock and and beasts to be a faction. Anyways, w- why not insects? That's a good idea. Not only we pitch the fa-
3: existing factions, but we speculate on the next ones. Like well, kind of
1: we. That could be the, the following week. Even you know we could. Yeah. There's a bit to talk about there.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, just regarding the entries. I want to say that I'm very, very happy and very uh, surprised with the quality of most of the entries we got. I consulted a couple of people with a bit more knowledge about the game than myself to help me pick up the winners to make sure that we had a very good choice and we had different points of view. There's so many other entries that will be worthy of being in the top three but we can only pick three, and uh, Burn Castile, he really shined because he sent uh, five entries of very high quality. Yeah, I, I had very, very good feedback about the mounted spawn. And who knows if, um, like uh, Gora spoke about in a previous video, if they follow the strategy of adding the Outlands and Northrends, We might get to Pandaria one day, and uh, it'll be really nice to see the spawn there as a unit. And uh, we will always remember who is the likely
0: person that came up with the idea. Not looking forward to having to level up a whole new unit, unfortunately. Like, from, you know, (laughs) a new unit you just pick up. And then for our winner, Spanner will be contacting them for their prize, an Arclight Booster, via Discord.
2: Okay, so next up we have the tricky question of the week. Uh, Actually, that's that's on Tapsnap, but because he's not here, we are going to have the same question as last week. And the question is... For the pet collectors out there, Mr. Wiggles, Speedy, Whiskers and Scooter are all available quest rewards from which World of Warcraft event? So, that's the question. Um, you can still send your answers to TabSnap on Discord or email them and then we will announce everyone that has the correct answer sent to us on the next podcast. The Discord tag and the email will be in the description box below. So that's uh, how you will be able to find us. And that folks is all for today. I had an awesome time. I really liked it. A lot of speculation, a lot of, lot of th- fun uh, things to think about. Thanks to uh, all you guys, Spanner, Gora, and Trixie who joined me for this episode. And yeah, we will see you next Saturday. And until next time.
0: Yep, I'll also see you all next Saturday as well. I was very excited with today's episode. A lot of fun speculation and really excited to see what actually happens. Gora?
1: Thanks everyone for tuning again this week. Yeah, Looking through the contest winners. Um, it's definitely worth a read. There's some really good interesting ideas there great to see and hopefully the all the interesting ideas will filter through to the development team and they can create even a more diverse amount of minis in the game which should be fun to collect yep so thanks again for tuning in everyone and spanner
3: yeah i agree with what you just said i would urge the people listening in audio formats to type arclight insights on youtube so they can actually see the images with the units so they can see these creative ideas that came to us. And uh, it was a pleasure to be here again this week. Thank you for everyone that contributed to this uh, episode.
2: And uh, Toasty, you have the last word. All right, thanks again and have a nice weekend. See ya.
0: Hi, I'm watching from the Wachi TV Twitch channel and I listen to the Arc ArcLive Inside podcast. Created on the 8th of May 2022, the guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. We have a solid structure in place, with the roles of Chieftains, Taskmasters, Elders, and Wolf Riders. Our Discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.